There we go. Is that better? Okay. We got a little bit of break from the heat this week, and what I want to tell you about, I want to start with the story out of the Old Testament. You know, Israel, they uh, became a nation because they were the descendants of this guy named Abraham. Now, Abraham, his father was a pagan idolater, but God spoke to Abraham. The God who created the world spoke to Abraham. And Abraham followed him. He listened to him. He was a great man of faith. Abraham was a man who gave up his whole life just like that on the word of this God who spoke to him. And all of his descendants became this great nation. Abraham sent was sent by God to this land of Canaan. He gets to Canaan and God says, I want you to look all around. I'm going to give this land to you and your descendants. He looks and he sees that. But he said, it's going to be a while. And sure enough, Israel became slaves in Egypt for 400 years. They were slaves. Then at the end of this 400 year period, there was this boy born. His name was Moses. And he was born under very difficult circumstances. They were killing Israelite boys when he was born. But his mama hid him. And the Pharaoh's daughter found him. And he ended up being raised as the grandson, adopted grandson of Pharaoh. He thinks he's going to be the big leader of this country and get his people out of bondage. And it didn't work out that way. He ends up killing someone and ultimately having to run for his own life. Where he runs out into the desert and he spends 40 years out in the desert taking care of sheep for his father-in-law. And at the end of that time, this guy is now an 80-year-old man. Okay, He's lived life, a lot of life, as an 80-year-old man. He has left Egypt long ago, and God, this God who called Abraham, comes to Moses. Moses sees a fire up on a mountain, and it's a bush that's burning, and it burns and burns and burns and burns and doesn't burn up. He says, I've got to go look at this. And he gets up there and God speaks to him. And God says, I'm going to send you back to Egypt to get my people and bring them here to the land of Canaan. And Moses says, oh Lord, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the guy. And he says, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I've been talking to rocks and sheep for 40 years. I am not capable of doing this. And God tells him, I'll send Aaron, your brother, with you. He uh, gives him some evidences of his faith, turns a rod into a snake, and gives, causes him to have leprosy when he puts his hand in his coat and then cures it when he pulls it back out. And Moses, looking at this daunting task in front of him, says this, You know, when I get there, Lord, when I come to the people of Israel, and say to them, the God of your fathers have sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? He says, now, follow his reasoning here. I've been gone for 40 years. I've been living in the desert. I show up and go, hey guys, I met God in the desert. And he wants me to come get you. Who's going to believe that? They're going to say, the sun has cooked your brain, boy. Or old man. (laughs) I wouldn't say boy, he's 80. 
And so God answers him. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And He said, you say this to the children of Israel, I am have sent me to you. God says, I am. I'm the God who created this universe. I'm the God who created man. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Israel. I'm the God that you're going to write about. I'm the God who's going to lead my people out of Egyptian bondage. I am. That's who I am. I am just so me I am. Now that's an interesting story. Moses, as you know, goes ahead and goes, okay, and goes ahead and goes to Israel, or goes to Egypt and leads the people out. But really why that story is interesting to you and I today is because of something that happened 1,500 years later. Because this question about this God still exists. And there was a man who came along 1,500 years later. And this man got into conflict with the religious leaders of the day. He was going around and he was healing people and he was teaching things that the religious leaders did not like. And that brought him into conflict. And this guy is the guy that we know of as Jesus Christ. And who He claimed to be is very interesting when you think about who the God of Moses claimed to be. Listen to this, this confrontation He has. The Jews answered Him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? So they come to Jesus and they go, We know who you are. You're a Samaritan, which Jesus wasn't a Samaritan. They said, we know you're a Samaritan and you've got a demon in you. You're possessed by a demon. Now look at Jesus' answer to them. Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Well, that's strange. They say, we know who you are. You're a Samaritan. You've got a demon. He said, I don't have a demon. I'm just glorifying my Father. And you're dishonoring me. And he said, I want to tell you this. If you believe in me, if you keep my words, anyone who keeps my words will never die. Now, what would you do if you were those Jewish leaders? Would you go, oh, okay. <laughs> would you buy that? They're not going to buy that. They say this. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know you have a demon. Abraham died as did the prophets, yet you say if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. They say, Now we know you're demon-possessed. You're crazy. You say people who believe in you won't ever die and keep your word, they won't die. Abraham died. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died and the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? You think you're greater than Abraham? You think you're greater than all the prophets, Moses and the other prophets? Just who do you think you are? Mr. Believe my words and you'll never die. Jesus answered, if I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It's my Father who glorifies me of whom you say He is our God. But you have not known Him. I know Him. 
He says, I'm not going to glorify myself. He said, what, what value is there in me glorifying myself? My Father's going to glorify me. If I were to say that I do not know Him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know Him and I keep His Word. Your Father rejoiced that He would see my day. He saw it and was glad. Now this is just making less sense all the time to these guys. He says here, he says, if I said I didn't know God, I'd be a liar like you are. So he gets in their face. And then he says, listen, Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it. And he's glad. And they say, you are not yet 50 years old and you've seen Abraham? <laughs> Abraham died 2,000 years ago, dude. You don't know what you're talking about. You are certifiably insane. And now look at what Jesus says. And Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Now that grammatically doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? You know, before, before my great-great-grandfather lived, I am. It doesn't make a lot of sense grammatically. But you know what Jesus is claiming here? They knew what Jesus was claiming here. They knew that there was a God, the God of Israel, and that God said, you know who I am? I am, I am. And Jesus says, before Abraham existed, guess what? That's me. And they said, give us some rocks. Let's kill this guy. Jesus was claiming to be God. Now there was a lot, of, a lot of discussion, a lot of murmuring and gossiping and talking. He was a real source of intrigue to people. You know how people love to talk about something that's going on? People love to talk about Jesus. And what do you think about Jesus? And what do you say about Jesus? When Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, He was with His disciples, and He asked His disciples, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? He's talking to His disciples. Jesus would get, stand up and preach. All these people are gathered around Him. The disciples are out with all the people. They hear what everyone's saying. And he says, guys, who do people think I, the Son of Man, who do they think I am? And they said, oh, well, some of them think you're John the Baptist come back from the dead. Or Jeremiah, or Elijah, or one of the other prophets. People know you're a prophet. They think these, I mean, some people, don't, they don't know what to think about you. Jesus said, okay, who do you say I am? And their answer was spoken by Peter when Peter stood up and he said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are this Messiah. You are the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. He said, you know how you figured this out, Peter? I know how you figured it out. You didn't figure it out by these people. They think I'm a prophet. They think I'm Jeremiah or Elijah or, or John the Baptist. 
You got this because my Father has testified of me just like I told the Pharisees my Father had testified of me. You see, Jesus was always proclaiming the truth of who He was. Even in this very passage, you know what He said? He said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? I, the Son of Man. Why did Jesus call Himself the Son of Man? When I was a younger fella and I would read the Bible, I would think, well, He was the Son of God because He was God and He was the Son of Man because He was man. And so He was just emphasizing His humanity. He was saying, I'm a man just like you are. That's not what Jesus was saying. When Jesus said, I, the Son of Man, which He said over and over and over again, you know what He was talking about? He was going back to something else that happened 1,500 years before with a guy, or maybe 1,200 years before, a guy named Daniel. A guy named Daniel who was a great man of God. In fact, Daniel is the only one the Bible calls a great man of God while he was still living. Everyone else had said after they died. Daniel was a great and faithful godly man. And he saw God. He saw visions of God. And he talked to God. God saved him from the lions. You remember the stories about Daniel. Let me read with you something Daniel said. Daniel said, I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And then was given to him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, the one which shall not be destroyed. This is what Jesus was talking about. When Jesus said, I the Son of Man, He was talking about what Daniel said. And all the Jews who knew the Bible and knew the book of Daniel would recognize that. That was a phrase to describe this Messiah who was going to come. Jesus was claiming to be the Son of God. They understood that. They said this, Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said to him, It is as you said. In other words, yes. And he says, Nevertheless, I say to you, hereafter you will see the Son of Man, who's he talking about? Himself, this prophecy of Daniel. You will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Now you see all of this stuff about Jesus being this I am, this, this Son of Man, this One who would come, the One who was from everlasting, the One who the Scriptures say when He was born they called His name Emmanuel, which means God with us. This puts Jesus in a different category than every other religious leader who has ever lived. There's been lots of religious leaders that lived. Lots of men who had tremendous influence on thousands and even millions of other people. But there's a thing about them that's different than Jesus. You know, when you look at these other religious leaders, Buddha did not claim to be deity. Moses did not say he was Yahweh. Muhammad did not identify as Allah. They all said other things... Some of them said that they would speak. Muhammad said he spoke for Allah, but he never claimed to be Allah. Yet this man, Jesus, 
is claiming not just to speak for God, but to be the I Am Himself. Jesus claimed to be Daniel's Son of Man. Jesus said this, If you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. Jesus said He existed before Abraham. Jesus claimed He was equal with the Father. Jesus said He could forgive sin, which Isaiah clearly says only God can forgive sin. Jesus Christ accepted worship. None of the apostles accepted worship. You remember Peter when he was called before Cornelius? He comes in and Cornelius bowed down and Peter said, Get up! I'm just a man! Angels appeared to people and they bowed and the angels said, Get up! We're just angels! People bowed to Jesus and He accepted their worship. All the while proclaiming you only worship God. And He claimed in John 10 verse 30 to be one with the Father. You see, Jesus Christ was making a claim and this claim was a claim that His enemies understood. The people who hated Jesus, they knew what He was saying. That's why they hated Him. One of the chief reasons. They understood His claims. Look at this. The Jews took up stones again to stone Him, and Jesus answered them, Many good works have I shown you from My Father. For which of these works do you stone Me? So they're going to kill Him. And He says, Listen, My Father's given Me the ability to do lots of good works. I've healed a lot of people. I've done a lot of amazing... I've stilled the sea. I've done a lot of amazing things from My Father. Which of these are you killing Me for? Pretty good question. Why are you going to kill Me? And look at their answer. The Jews answered Him saying, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. No one else has ever claimed to be God like Jesus did. They understood that. And they said, in their eyes, this is blasphemy because you're just a man and you're claiming to be God. Was Jesus God? We teach and work at a private Christian school and we have people from all different religious affiliations that come to our school. Sometimes Hindus or Muslims will come to our school and want to come there and we say, well, sorry, because it's a Christian school. Okay? And it's designed for Christian people. But sometimes there are some religious people who claim to be Christian who come to our school, who want to be a part of the school, but they don't believe Jesus was God. They say Jesus was just a man. It is fundamental to Christianity to believe that Jesus is God. All of His disciples knew that. You know, sometimes you will read things that say no one believed Jesus was God until the Council of Nicaea in the 300s and then they proclaimed Jesus to be God. That's just not true. Jesus claimed to be God many times in His life and the apostles and all of His followers believed He was God. I want you to look at some of the things they said. Every gospel begins and ends with Jesus being God. Look at this. Matthew In Matthew chapter 1, he says, They shall call His name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. At the end of Matthew 27, For He said, I am the Son of God. 
You look at Mark. In the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Truly this man was the Son of God, beginning and end of Mark, beginning and end of Luke. That Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Are you then the Son of God? So He said to them, Rightly you say that I am. And John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, the Word was God. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, all of the Gospels, in the very beginning all the way to the very end, they proclaim Jesus Christ was God. But that's not the only place. In the Old Testament, the Bible prophesying of this Son of Man who would come says His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Do you think Jesus is a wonderful counselor? Absolutely. Do you believe Jesus was the mighty God? It's what He claimed to be. It's what His followers believed, what His enemies understood Him to be saying. It's what His Father testified to with all the miracles that He did and by bringing Him out of the grave. Jesus was the mighty God. In the book of 1 Timothy it says, God was manifest in the flesh. Manifest means shown. He appeared in the flesh. God did. He was justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up in glory. He's clearly talking about Jesus Christ there and He calls Him God. Colossians chapter 2, For in Him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. That is, God walked around in flesh. Deity walked around as a human being on this earth. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 8, But of the Son He says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of uprightness is the scepter of Your kingdom. Talking about the Son... The writer of Hebrews here says he's greater than the angels because God never called any of the angels his son. But to the son, he said, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever and ever. So you've got God the Father calling God the Son, God. Jesus Christ is clearly called God. Now, so we've looked at this stuff about Abraham and Moses and the I Am of the Old Testament. We've talked about the fact that Jesus' enemies all clearly knew and understood who He was being called. We've talked about the fact that all of His disciples in the New Testament believed He was God. Jesus said, Whom do men say that I am? Then He said, Who do you say I am? And the last question that I have for you this morning is who do you say that Jesus is? Do you say that Jesus is that I am? Do you believe that? That Jesus is the I am, the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, the God of Moses? I believe Jesus was the I am. And as the I am, Jesus Christ said in the Gospel of John seven different times, I am, and then He gave us a description of Himself. And we're beginning a series of sermons. This morning, this is the very first of the series, on the I Am's of this great I Am. We're going to talk about how Jesus Christ is the true vine. He said, I am 
the true vine. He claimed to be the source without which we cannot produce good fruit. No one can do the good things that God wants without Jesus Christ. He said, I am the door for the sheep. He claimed to be the only access to the Father for the sheep. He claimed to be, I am the bread of life, He said. He claimed to be what sustains our spiritual life the very same way physical bread sustains our physical life. He claimed to be the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. He claimed to bring truth and the source of true light to humanity. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Jesus is so much truth that He is the walking, breathing truth in humanity. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. He's not the hireling who runs when the sheep are in trouble, but He's the good shepherd who protects and cares for His sheep. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Do you remember when Lazarus died? And Jesus comes and his, Lazarus' sister runs out to Jesus. And she says, Lord, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Do you believe that's true? Do you believe Jesus could have kept Lazarus from dying? Absolutely. And Jesus said to her, oh, he'll rise again. And she goes, yeah, I know he's going to rise again in the judgment. But now he's dead. And Jesus said, if you believe in me, you'll never die. And he went to the grave and he had him open the grave and he said, Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus, a dead guy, got up out of the grave and came out. Could a man do that? No. Only God. I want you to know that Jesus Christ was the creator of this universe. He was the God who came in living flesh and walked among men and gave His life for the salvation. And He is the resurrection and the life. He came out of that grave and so will we. Those of us who believe in and follow Jesus Christ, the great I Am, we'll know the reality of all these songs that we sing. These songs about the temporary nature, the the way that someday all the cares of this life will be gone and we will be reunited with our Father and with one another in heaven. I hope you believe that. I call you to believe that. And I think you're going to be excited about learning some of these things that Jesus said He was and what those really mean to us in real terms. If you have a spiritual need today, we certainly offer a song of invitation if you'll bring that need before the congregation while we stand and sing.